Let the word of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please take a seat. Just a quick note before I, I start preaching. I had already planned to preach on, on Job for the next three Sundays. Um, and some of the, some of the um, gospel that we heard, if you have any questions for, for it or any time I, I don't preach on one text, please uh, let me know and we can talk about any questions you might have. I, this is, I think this is like the third time since I've been ordained that I, I don't preach on that passage, but it, I, I don't do it on purpose, I swear. <laughs> but I, I just wanted to uh, put that out there and offer if you guys ever have a question about any passage that we ever read, you know, just please let me know and we'll, we'll uh, dig into it together. But this morning, I wanted to focus on Job and we'll be focusing on Job the next three Sundays. And to set up Job, I think a little context would help. So a lot, a lot of the times when we even hear Job mentioned probably comes in a time in our lives where we might be in grieving or when we might have lost someone. And Job usually is always mentioned by someone uh, who goes to church or something. They'll mention to read the, the book of Job but here's, here's the thing about Job. Job, the book of Job is asking us to consider a very basic question that we all have. It, it's a basic philosophical question of, that all humans have asked throughout centuries since probably the beginning of, of, of uh, human history. And then the question is the why either personal or corporate why is, is suffering part of the human experience? And the book of Job offers a biblical perspective on suffering. But that's to distinguish between offering an explanation of suffering. So two separate things. It's not the book of Job or as, as a matter of fact, in, in the Bible, it's never, we never get the answer or an explanation of suffering. We just know that suffering exists and how we should go about handling when suffering enters into our lives. Esta mañana y por los próximos uh, dos domingos, vamos a estar viendo el, el libro de Job. Y, y el libro de, de Job Habla de, bíblicamente, del sufrimiento. Pero, pero tenemos que entender que en el libro de Job no va a explicar por qué hay sufrimiento en, en, en la vida de, de en la humanidad, en nuestras vidas. Entonces es importante que que desde ahorita ya sabemos que el libro de Job no va a explicar por qué hay sufrimiento. Pero lo que sí va a hacer es, es va a hablar del sufrimiento. Por una perspectiva bíblica. And so the purpose of Job then is to explore God's policies. 
So God's policies concerning justice, especially as it regards to the suffering of righteous people. And, and this is what I mean by that. In, in the book of Job, the real questions will be set on God. It's God who is going to be tested in the book of Job. We usually think it's Job being tested, and to a degree he is being tested. But the one who's actually being tested, the one that the book of Job highlight, uh, puts the spotlight on, it's not Job, but it's God who is, who is put on the spotlight. And God is put on the spotlight based on God's policies concerning justice. And we see that in, in uh, verse, verse three, when it's, when, so Satan is, is going to and fro from the earth. And then the Lord says to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. And then, and then it goes on. I'm going to jump to verse 4 where it says, Then Satan answers the Lord skin for skin. All that people have, they will give to save their lives. But stretch out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse you to your face. So I'll stop there. When, when you read this at chapter 1 and chapter 2 in Job, you're going to see that it's Satan questioning God. It's, it's, it's the, this uh, figure, Satan, challenging God. And the challenge is, and, and we'll that, uh, dig, dig deep on this a little bit more, but the challenge is, Job is only good and blameless and upright because you bless him. The moment you stop blessing him, Job will, will uh, stop being righteous. He won't be righteous anymore. So Satan is basically saying that Job is only righteous because he's being blessed. And the moment that God takes away that blessing, God won't, I mean, Job won't be that righteous person anymore. So he's only doing it for the blessing. So that's the challenge Satan sets upon God. And so God says, do what, you know, do what you, you may, but only spare his life. So here God's policy is going to be challenged. And the challenge is, if after Job's blessing is taken away, all his blessings are taken away, will he continue in his integrity? Will he continue to be upright, blameless, and, and righteous? In the libro de Job, a, a veces pensamos que es Job el que está siendo, uh, el que está siendo uh, tested. <laughs> Probado por Dios. Pero en la actualidad es Dios el quien, quien, quien está siendo probado. Y está siendo probado Dios. Porque la pregunta es que Job lo más es, es un buen hombre o un hombre justo porque está siendo bendecido. Y lo que Satanás está, le está diciendo a Dios es que pruebe es que el momento que, que Dios le quita a Job el, el, el bendición, va a ser el momento a donde Job ya no va a ser el hombre justo que es. Entonces, en otras palabras, Satanás está diciendo que Job lo más es bueno 
porque está siendo bendecido. Y entonces la prueba es en Dios. Y lo que Dios va a probar por medio de Job es que Job en verdad es un hombre justo de corazón. Despu y, y, va, y lo va a hacer, y lo va a hacer aunque no esté siendo bendecido. So, so it's God who's, who's being, uh, who's being put on the spotlight. Will Job continue to be righteous even though his blessings will be taken away? And so the Satan, this figure, the Satan, puts that argument forth. And what Job will do also, as he's going through his own trials, he's going to also put God's policies on trial. Because remember, we have it in verse 1. It says that, so we're told from the very beginning that Job is a blameless and upright uh, upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. So we know he has done nothing wrong. And when he's going through his suffering, he's going to keep his integrity. He's going to keep his integrity. What his friends are going to want Job to do is to confess an unknown sin. Because his friends are saying, you're only suffering because you're wicked. Confess. You must have done something. You just don't know it. And Job is going to keep his integrity, though. And he's going to say he's remained blameless. He doesn't know why he's suffering. And so his question to God will be, if I am righteous, why am I suffering? So that's his challenge to God. So Satan is challenging God, as, as I've said, and so is Job. And Job's challenge is, if Job is righteous, then why is he suffering? Job también va a poner a Dios a prueba. Porque en, en el versículo 1, en el libro de Job, nos dice que Job fue un hombre justo, que, que, que temaba a Dios. Entonces sabemos desde el principio que, que, que Job era alguien justo. Y su pregunta a Dios de Job va a ser, ¿por qué si soy justo estoy sufriendo? So you see, God is, is getting these questions from, from Satan and from Job. So it's God who's on the spotlight. So a little bit more context about why, why um, these questions matter in the book of Job. So in the book of, in, in the ancient Near East, there was something called the, excuse me, retributive, excuse me, I can't uh, pronounce it, but it's a principle where if you were righteous or, or good or blameless, then you would be blessed. That's the equation. And if you were wicked, then you would be punished, you would be suffering. And what that automatically brought people to, to believe then is that anyone who's suffering must be wicked, and anyone who is blessed must be righteous. And there was, there was no in-between, there was no concept of someone who was righteous that would suffer. There was no concept of that. There was no concept of a righteous sufferer. There was only wicked suffering, uh, upright, 
blessing. Y para entender un poco más, uh, en, en este tiempo de Job y, y en el Antiguo Testamento, Antiguo Testamento, lo que la gente entendía en su día era que los que eran buenos tenían bendición y los que eran malos, que iban contra Dios, sufrían. Entonces, para ellos, lo, como ellos veían, alguien que, que estaba sufriendo era alguien uh, malo, era alguien que había pecado. Y alguien que, que había sido bendecido era alguien bueno. No había una noción, noción para ellos que había alguien que era justo y que, suf, que iba a sufrir. Para ellos, ellos no podían entender ese concepto de alguien que era justo pero que, su, que iba a sufrir. And so this was the philosophy of their day. And what we're, we're going to see in Job is, is, is that wrestling with that question. That's what's being, that's what's on the line for God. If he's a just God. If he's a just God, then why is Job suffering if he is righteous? It, it messed up the whole philosophy of their day. Because, as I said, there was no concept of a righteous sufferer. And this is why God's on trial, in a way. Because the, what God will have to defend in the book of Job is, why is Job suffering? Why is a righteous man who is blameless and upright, who fears the Lord, suffering? And that's, that's the question that's wrestled with in the book of Job. And, and that's what we'll wrestle with the next three days. But for now, I just wanted to set that stage up there. And, and as we'll see, Job will keep his integrity. He's not going to, uh, he's not going to become uh, wicked because he's suffering. He's not going, nor is he going to confess an unknown sin because he's sure that, he's, that he has not done anything wrong. And so, as we'll see by the end, God will respond to Job. And in a sense, respond also to Satan's challenge. And that we'll see on, on the third, uh, two more Sundays from now. But what, what does that help us see in, in our day today? That, that principle that I mentioned about um, being righteous and, and being blessed and and being uh, wicked and suffering hasn't necessarily gone away in our day and age. It's, it's still very steeped into our, our different cultures throughout the world. There's still this notion that if, that if someone is, is, being, is blessed or wealthy or, or is influential, they, they must be good people. And that someone who's poor, who's suffering, must be doing something wrong. They must be sinning somehow. And you might not think, think it necessarily explicitly, but it's, it's there implicitly. Just, just see how culture views poor people. We, a lot of people tend to think that poor people are poor because they choose to be poor. But that's not always the case. I wouldn't say that the, the people going hungry in uh, Ethiopia right now chose to go hungry. So it's still very much part of, of our ideas, even today. This notion 
of of uh, they must have not uh, put up their boots and their their bootstraps up and and got out of their of their suffering. So they must have not tried hard enough. They must have not done uh, been uh, uh, good enough, or righteous enough. We that's still very much part of our our culture, very implicitly and explicitly. And so the book of Job has a lot to say to us even today. The word of God still has something to say to us today. And especially as followers of Jesus, this is a question that, that goes uh, very deep into our DNA because the one whom we worship every Sunday who was on the cross was exactly what people could not conceive at their day, a righteous sufferer. En, en los próximos uh, tres domingos vamos, vamos a hablar más de, de esto. Y para el, el último domingo que, vemos, uh, que vamos a hablar de Job, vamos a ver que Job nunca, nunca va a dudar de que, que es justo. Aunque sus amigos van a querer que confiese un pecado que no ha hecho o que no sabe. Pero Job no la va a hacer. Y para el último vamos a ver que Dios la va a responder a Job y en responder a Job va a responder a, a Satanás. De, de por qué Job, si es justo, por qué está sufriendo. Dios no se va a quedar en silencio, va, va a responder. Y eso lo vamos a ver en el tercer domingo. Pero cómo podemos aplicar esto hoy. Es que esa mentalidad de, de, de ser justo y ser bendecido y ser malo y, y estar sufriendo todavía existe en nuestro día de hoy. Todavía hay gente y todos que pensamos que al, al, un ejemplo que di es alguien que es pobre. Automáticamente a veces hay gente que dice que es pobre porque él quiere o, o tal persona quiere ser pobre porque no, no está trabajando suficiente fuerte. Pero ese no siempre es el caso. Y, y di el ejemplo de, de gente en África que, se, que, que, se está, que no tienen comida. Ellos no escogieron no tener comida. Entonces ahí es, ese pensamiento no, no sirve, no, no sirve de uso. Y todos los que, que tienen dinero, son lo que nosotros decimos bendecidos, no siempre son gente justa y buena. Entonces, es, ese, ese cuestión de, de por qué alguien justo puede sufrir va a ser la tema que, que va a tocar el libro de Job y lo que vamos a ver en los siguientes dos domingos. Porque es importante que entendamos que sí puede ver justos que sufren. Porque el, la persona que venimos cada domingo a adorar es Jesús, el que estuvo en la cruz, es alguien que es justo, pero que sufrió también. Entonces, ese, esa cuestión es importante que nosotros entendamos. And so, as I said, we come and we worship Jesus, who is fully human and fully God, who was just and yet who suffered. And so, so the book of Job is important to shine light on that suffering servant for us especially.
And it's important for us also to understand, as, as followers of Jesus, that these great questions of life, we must come in humility with. And we must let the Lord speak, which is what we'll do. But for now, what, what I really wanted to push is, is this notion in how God will respond, that God does respond, that it's okay to wrestle with these big questions with God. Job did it. He wrestled with God. And so we too, it's okay for us to wrestle with God. And if, and if we're, and if we really listen, God will respond as we'll see at the end of Job. And we might not get the exact answer to our question, but we will get a response from God. And God will act. And we'll see that in the next few Sundays. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for gathering us together to worship you. A God who was not scared to, to enter suffering and yet was righteous in his suffering. And we give you thanks that you entered into that and that we have someone who knows and who has suffered not only with us, but for us. And we give you thanks as we read through the book of Job to, to wrestle with your sense of justice and to see that our sense of justice might not be the same as yours and that the world is much more complex than what we think. And we ask that you speak to us today and tomorrow and forever. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Oh